day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. It is great to have you here this Easter season. Hey, my name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. Today, I interview Chris. We sit down together and we chat about uh, our Easter message. And Easter is just such an exciting event on our church calendar. And we talk about how significant it is. And for those of you who don't really know what Easter is all about, we really unpack what it means um, from a historical perspective. But further than that, we talk about how impactful this event is to the whole Christian faith. So I really hope you enjoy uh, the content that we have today through this podcast. But I also hope that you can begin to embrace hope this Easter season and really discover what it looks like to follow Jesus in this world. So hey, I hope you enjoy this episode. Chris, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you, mate. Yeah, this is exciting. (laughs) It is. That's Uh, one way to look at it. That's right. I mean, we're we're recording from Brisbane, um, so we're a bit unsure. And, you know, we're recording, I guess we're recording from the past. And so there's some current events happening that we're not quite sure how they'll fold out. But, um, you know, we, we're ex- regardless, we're excited about Easter, aren't we? Yeah, just in case our listeners weren't sure when we recorded that we don't record on Wednesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we record but, uh, at 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. And we yeah. release it at 5 a.m. Wednesday morning. Yeah, but we, yeah, so we are currently, what's today? I've lost track of the days. It's Wednesday afternoon, right? Uh, today right. currently is Wednesday afternoon. It's it's lockdown Wednesday. timeline. You forget you forget what day it is. Yeah, and um and and what that means is uh, we don't know how we're going to spend Easter yet because the government directives change tomorrow morning or get updated tomorrow morning, and so people listening to this, maybe we celebrated in person, maybe we didn't celebrate <laughs> in person. Who knows what happened? Who knows? It's like a time capsule. We'll come back to this this episode, and uh, it'll all make sense. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, um, I'll tell you something. It's uh, it, this this time of year it happened exactly this time last year. We went into lockdown. The only reason I know that is because I am potentially coming up to the second birthday in a row, lockdown at home, and uh, I'm kind of keen to not be at home this one. But anyway, that's okay. Yeah, I I actually had a lockdown birthday. You did. There you go. Because my. Yeah, my birthday fell on that three-day lockdown that we were oh, locked down in January. The, the real random one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. True. Yeah. The real random one. Yeah, it was just like yeah. just a quick three-day, you know, nothing happened. And... So it was, oh, it was what it was. Yeah, there you go. Well, I hope that we get to meet in person. But if not, I'm sure we had an incredible Easter yeah. experience regardless and uh, are doing great things, you know, celebrating Easter. We did. We did. We did. We're going to talk about as if we did do great things over Easter. Um, that's fantastic. Well, Chris, let's jump into the content for today's Beyond the Message. Um, Easter is hmm. always a good time. I feel like, I feel like Easter. You know, Easter and Christmas are obviously pretty big on the calendar, um, but like obviously Christmas. I just I'm, I'm starting with the pre question. Like Christmas is obviously okay. something that everyone observes you know, like mostly in Australia, like, and in the Western world and we all celebrate. And I guess Easter is something that we all get a long weekend out of. Uh, but is Easter bigger than Christmas in the Christian calendar? Like what, what goes on? Cause Easter is like, I don't know, I guess everyone does the chocolate, but it's not widely as celebrated as Christmas, but yeah. What's, what's the kind of Christian perspective on the two events there? 
Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I would say that, I mean, I would say that just simply because culturally we celebrate Christmas more that then naturally it kind of leads into bigger celebrations uh, at churches because when a culture who uh, for the most part is kind of post-Christian kind of get around the same sort of thing, you, you expect that things in terms of numerical value uh, attendance uh, would be bigger Um, in terms of importance. uh, It's there's no doubt uh, in my mind. And I would say in a lot of Jesus's followers minds that Easter uh, is the more important of the two events. Um, And I'm just going to leave it there because we'll explore that a little bit later. Yeah. (laughs) In the episode. That's so cool. Well, uh, whether we were beyond at home or in person, you still gave um, the kind of the line that Easter brings hope. That was the whole purpose of um, yeah. our Easter message. And I guess we kind of really led out of um, our last series into this to kind of talk about what difference does Easter make. And you left our, our, our amazing Beyond crew with the challenge, will you embrace hope and will you follow? And so we're going to unpack that over the course of this. And as, as always, we look at our four questions um, to kind of unpack that message, to make it as, as applicable as possible for all our listeners. So, Chris, firstly, um, what do Christians celebrate at Easter? You mentioned it is as uh, as important or even more important than Christmas, but what do we actually celebrate at Easter? Yeah, and it's actually like when you think about it, okay, it's, it's really weird what we celebrate at Easter, um, particularly if you're not a Jesus follower. But even if you are a Jesus follower, just to kind of stop and pause and to think about what we actually celebrate at Easter. Because at Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And that's not like that weird. That's not that weird at all. You know, we were just talking about lockdown birthdays. You know, we, we have birthdays and we celebrate them every single year. Um, at Easter, what we celebrate is the resurrection of Jesus. And uh, that's just that's just a weird thing to celebrate that we celebrate this event where someone died and then they came back to life. Uh, so that's, that's the simple answer. The very, very simple answer. We celebrate the resurrection of this guy called Jesus. Um, the more complicated answer is that it's not just the resurrection that we celebrate. That's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. Um, but in this whole season leading up to Easter, we, we celebrate the events that led up to the death of Jesus. Um, we remember those events, you know, um, for those of you who maybe grew up in church or heard, um, you know, there's things like Lent, like so Lent is the whole celebration of the 40 days leading up to Easter um, or the Easter Sunday. Then there's things like Ash Wednesday, if you grew up in a Christian school and kind of everyone got ash on their head and was like, what's the deal with that? And then there's Maundy Thursday, um, which is where we remind ourselves of the last time that Jesus celebrated the Passover with his followers um, before he died Good Friday, uh, which is the day that Jesus and then Sunday. So it's got this culmination on Easter Sunday itself. It's culmination of all these different events in the Easter part of or Easter calendar of the year. Yeah, awesome. So that's a little overview of Easter. And I guess um, you mentioned, you know, this resurrection being the kind of main event. And, you know, I would say that the, the resurrection then becomes the center of, of our entire faith and, and also Bible. Um but Chris, would you mind talking to, you know, why is that? Why is that event so central to our whole belief system um, in the Christian faith? Yeah. 
And so Paul, I think, says this better than I could. So Paul um, in 1 Corinthians, which is a letter that he wrote to a church in Corinth, kind of explains this idea. Um, and in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 13 and 14, he says this, for if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And then he says this, and if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching, so all our teaching, all our content is useless. And then he says this, and your faith is useless. And then a couple of verses later in verse 17, he reiterates that point. He says, and if Christ has not been raised from the dead, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of all your sins. So uh, it's, a big, it's a big deal um, as to why the resurrection is the center of our faith because Paul says, this is the linchpin. If you're looking for one thing to discredit Christianity, don't worry about Genesis. Don't worry if there was a worldwide flood. Don't worry if there was a mass exodus or if, you know, the walls of Jericho fall down. If you can disprove the resurrection, then nothing else matters. Right, because, um, like, historically, we can kind of agree that Jesus existed. Like, that's a well-documented fact. But I guess if you wanted to undo Christianity, you would you could argue that the resurrection didn't happen. Like, that's the kind of thing that would discount, discredit all of Christianity. Yeah, and just shameless plug, absolutely shameless plug for next week is we're starting a brand new series called The Problem of Jesus. And the very first part, we're looking at the problem of the historical Jesus. So we're going to explore like what historical evidence do we have for the existence of Jesus and all that in a lot of detail in part one of that series. Um, but yeah, like like Christianity, like the, sorry, the, the, um, the resurrection is the linchpin. Like if the resurrection didn't happen, then Jesus isn't who he claimed uh, isn't who he claimed to be. Uh, he's not the Son of God. He doesn't have power over stuff. And he's just when you think about it, if Jesus isn't resurrect, then he's just a, another person who died and stayed dead. And there's nothing marvelous about that. There's nothing worth giving your life for on that. There's nothing extraordinary about that. In fact, it's just kind of incredibly average when you think about it. Yeah, definitely. That's um, that's. I like how you put it. A guy that just that died and stayed dead. Um, but do you reckon that then? I guess this event, like this event, launched a movement of some description. Like, you know, was it was it did Christianity gain traction before Jesus, or was it really after the resurrection that that things really started to move? And this is this is what's so. And I kind of highlighted this, um, in Beyond at Home and. If we had in person, I highlighted it in person as well. <laughs> um, but it's this thing, and I think Jesus followers, and, and I know for a long time in my life, I missed this and I, I didn't understand it. But um, the resurrection is actually the event that launched the movement that got us the Bible or that produced the Bible. Because at the moment that Jesus died, there's this, there's this thing, and I kind of talk about it um, in Beyond at Home, and that if you kind of grow up in church, there's kind of like Good Friday where Easter died, uh, where Jesus died. And then there's Easter Sunday where Jesus kind of resurrects. And no one ever talks about this day in the middle of Saturday. And Saturday would have felt just so hopeless because there were no Christians at that point. After Good Friday, there were no Christians because no one believed that Jesus was who he claimed to be. No one believed he was the son of God. No one had any hope. There was just like nothing. And so I can't overstate that case enough that without the resurrection, there is no Christianity because 
without the resurrection, there are no Christians because no one's putting their faith in Jesus. He's just another failed Messiah. And then on top of that, kind of historically, sorry to jump in there, is, um, is that we don't actually, the Bible is not collated until the fourth century. And Jesus, we think, died from the best historical evidence. We have somewhere between 30 and 33 uh, AD or common era now. Uh, and so there's still another 370 years or a little bit longer than that until all the documents um, are actually collated and we have what Jesus followers now refer to as, um, as the Bible. And so the Jesus movement was moving for 400 years before yeah. we had a Bible. So I, I like what I hear you doing there is kind of removing the, this, like the Bible is so central to Christianity. However, even more central is Jesus and the events that happened in Jesus's life. So Christianity was able to move forward without the Bible, but it would have definitely not moved forward without any sort of miraculous event from Jesus. Is that, is that correct? What you're saying there? Oh yeah. 100%. And I just think, I know it sounds a little bit weird, particularly if you grew up in church, uh, because often we have this thing backwards. We kind of think to ourselves, well, the resurrection happened because the Bible says, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like these, these men and these women recorded what they saw happen. And so writing it down on a piece of paper doesn't, mean that jesus came back from the dead the fact that they wrote this down and the fact that we have so much evidence which we'll look at in the new series next week kind of leads us to sort of say hang on a minute something happened at this point in history something significant happened and all of a sudden people started giving their lives for this stuff and and that was just outrageous and unheard of because and and i don't want to jump you know too far ahead but you just got to think about it logically um a lot of these men and women that wrote this down, we know they ended up going on to die for their faith. And if they just made it up and as kind of a lot of Christians think, oh, well, the resurrection happened because it's in the Bible and they have it back to front. Just think about this from your own life. Would you die for something that you thought was a lie? Like it just doesn't make any sense. Like these men and women didn't gain anything by talking about this. In fact, it made their lives in it like so much harder. And in a lot of cases, it led them to, be killed for their for their belief that something happened um so yeah yeah well the question i want to ask you next next chris is about hope because so far we've talked about the mm. events of jesus and and the fact that he was literally murdered and, and killed on the cross and then you've gone and talked about how people then died for their faith um so it's kind of a bit you know bit murder mystery kind of uh kind of vibes going on here now, what, is, what has this got to do with hope? Because that's the whole point of this episode. The point of this Easter se- season is that we would embrace hope. Um, how the heck does hope tie into what is going on here in, in these events in the Bible? Let me go backwards a little bit because um, in the, at the point in time in history where Jesus comes, the, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, are under occupation by the Roman Empire. And so a lot of the images that they had in their Jewish culture was that uh, Jesus was going to like the Messiah rather not Jesus, but this picture they had of this Messiah or savior um, is the, is the word there to that. They had, it was either going to be like a warrior that was going to like, Hey, overthrow the Roman empire, or it was going to be like a political leader who was going to, again, once again, overthrow the Roman empire and kind of, you know, restore the nation of Israel to its power and make it the, like the big dog on the scene again. Um, but Jesus does this, this ridiculous thing and just dies. Right. <laughs> And so everyone expected, like I said, yeah, everyone expected Jesus to do and was stay dead. Like, 
like no one's standing by the tomb, like doing a countdown, like ready for him <laughs> to come back. They're not like turn nine. They're just, it's, it's not happening. Yeah. Um, but the reason that, that Jesus's resurrection brings hope is because what it, what it demonstrated is that Jesus was who he claimed to be. And, and why that is, is important is because I think in our 21st century, um, way of understanding and thinking about Jesus. So many of us have this tendency or so many people in culture have this tendency to think like, Oh, look, Jesus was like a really cool spiritual teacher or he was a guru or he was a visionary, but the first cent- his first century followers did not follow him for that reason. Like they didn't follow him for his teachings. They didn't follow him because they thought he was a guru. In fact, a lot of times you'll see like people didn't understand what he was teaching. Um, it was confusing. They followed him because of who he claimed to be. And he made some radical claims. He claimed that he was God. He claimed that he could forgive sins. He claimed that he was greater than uh, the temple, which was effectively like saying, like putting himself on the same level as God. He talks about how he's greater than the Sabbath, which was this big day of rest. He says like, hey, I've got the power, um, you know, over uh, over nature. I've got power over all these different things. And he makes these ridiculous, incredibly ludicrous claims that he was God in human form. And so that's why the disciples and his first century followers leaned in because of who he claimed to be. And the resurrection brings hope because it solidifies and validates the claims that he made. And so all of a sudden, and and it's so fascinating. This is just me being a history nerd. It's so fascinating to see the way in which the earliest followers described themselves prior to the resurrection and then after the resurrection. You have a bunch of Jesus followers who write themselves into this story, not as diehard believers, but as doubters, as skeptics, as people who were like, did this even happen? They're like, not sure. They're afraid. They're running away. Like, like, Everyone deserted Jesus. The only person who was at Jesus's trial was Peter and he was standing in a courtyard and then he denied that he was mates with Jesus three times. Like they write themselves into these stories as like these massive wimps who ran away. Yet after the resurrection, these people, these men and women go before some of the biggest courts and some of the, uh, the in go in front of the largest empire, the Roman empire. And they won't deny it. They're like, no, no, no. He rose. And they're full of like, full of passion, full of purpose, and they're full of courage, which they never had before. And so what, what I'm led to conclude is that Jesus actually resurrected or something happened that Jesus resurrected, that he was who he claimed to be. And that now what that means is that death is not final. And because death is not final, we can have hope that this life that we're in isn't all that there is to life like there's more than life just beyond this world Mm, that's incredible and uh the kind of lasting question is how can i embrace hope or how can any of these people listening today embrace hope or anyone that tuned into beyond at home or hopefully attended our physical service um what's the process of actually embracing hope this easter it's pretty simple it's just to embrace the fact that uh that Jesus's claims were that he died on the cross uh, in our place uh, to bear the weight of our sins. Jesus kind of said that every single person, no matter 
who you are, no matter how you think about the world, that we've all done something that's kind of severed our relationship with God. Uh, and Jesus says, hey, I'm here to actually take on all the ways that you've severed your relationship with God, or take them on myself and die on the cross so that you now have a way back to God and you have a way to engage with God. And so it's just essentially to embrace ex- the fact that Jesus died on the cross on our behalf and then to look to shape and mold our lives into the way in, in, in the footsteps of Jesus. That's awesome. And uh, can you lead us in any next steps, Chris, um, for those who've maybe been a part of Beyond for a little while, but also for those who've never been to church or, or never engaged with faith, uh, what are some of the things that we can do next? Uh, I think if you're brand new to faith and you've got a whole lot of questions around this, I actually think the best the best next step, well, it depends where you're at. Go back and, and watch a whole bunch of Beyond at Homes to get a better understanding. Um, but there's a, there's a series where we're doing that starts next week and it's called the problem of Jesus. And we're just going to be exploring and unpacking and talking about some of the problems that people might have, or people might rub up against when it comes to Jesus. And so, um, we're looking at, for example, the problem of the historical evidence of Jesus, like did, what did Jesus exist? How do we know that he exists? Can we validate it? We're looking at like the problem of following Jesus you know, the fact that so many people look in and they look at Jesus followers and they're like, oh, they're racist and they're sexist and they're so hypocritical. Is that what Jesus wanted his followers to be like? We're looking at the problem of um, miracles. Like, you know, we live in a, in a pretty logical, rational world and, and we don't see miracles happening all the time. Um, so how do we explain this problem? Like, like, how does that make sense? And then the final part of that series is the problem of exclusivity. You know, a lot of people, uh, it's very, very, um, culturally unpopular at the moment, uh, not to be inclusive of everyone and everyone's ideas and everyone's thoughts on the world. But Jesus seems to make some really kind of narrow and exclusive claims about who he is and truth and how to access God. And so we're just, and that's a problem for our 21st century culture. And so we're just going to tackle some of these problems head on. And so if you've got questions about Jesus, or so you're kind of leaning in now as a result of Easter, Stick around for that series because I think you'll find it really, really fun. Yeah, keep engaging. Uh, I think we're heading into an exciting time, but also uh, there's just a lot of stuff on at the moment at church. And so look at our socials, um, look at our YouTube channel to catch up on all those fun, exciting last episodes. So yeah, there's plenty, plenty of things to happen from here. We'd love to engage that journey with you. Fantastic. Well, happy Easter, Chris. Um, I hope you had a great day with your family and, and uh, got to do some fun stuff and celebrate the, the death and resurrection of Jesus because um, that's what we're here for. Um, very good. So we'll see you back. Part one, problem of Jesus, hey? Can't wait. Can't, Can't wait. wait. Very good. Cool. Have a good week and we'll see you soon.